this is Chris from King Perth, and you're listening to Kinky Confessions, the podcast. Today, we have a cracker of an episode. You may not know the voice, but as soon as he mentions his Instagram account and what he does, you will definitely be a fan of his work. So without any further ado, I'm going to ask you the famous questions. What can I call you? And what is your kinky confession? Uh, my name is Brian Hadwin. I'm with Sanctuary Studios 69. And my kink confession is that I'm extremely kinky. What are some of your kinks? I'm going to confess that I, I, I have an 8.5 to 9 inch penis. But I very much enjoy... Um, I'm a voyeur, which yep. makes me a photographer, which makes me an artist, which makes me love everything to do with imagery and uh, mystery. And uh, so I enjoy sensuality and uh, I enjoy rope play and textures textures, and everything sensual and yummy is what I like. <laughs> That's that I love the yummy is my kink. So. Yeah. So anything that goes with that, whether it be flavors, because I enjoy cooking or, or smells, or it's all to do with the senses. Yeah. And, and um, for, for me, yeah. what's your favorite? Is it touch oh. or smell? Uh, touch is my favorite, but but smell is definitely the one that drives me, that that controls me. Yeah. If you get what I mean, and. For as kinky as I am, vanilla is my favorite scent. Yeah. It's like it, it, it drives me. It makes me hungry and horny at the exactly the same time. So I don't know exactly what to do. I just need to know I, I need to do something. Yeah. <laughs> and for, for, for wherever I am, it's like this is – this is the this is this is my dream. Like I, I feel immediately warm and and fuzzy and 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 my brain goes fizzy. And I'm quite autistic. I am very autistic. So so when it comes to to people, I also don't fully understand them. So so they're a mystery to me. So so unwrapping people in a in 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 a very kinky way and finding what makes them tick and understanding people that that essentially is my my pure kink and all my art kind of basically comes from that. What do you enjoy most about it? Being able to be a safe space for someone, to, for them to be able to open up, is the absolute purest form of connection. And connection to me is is a mystery for being autistic. Is I don't really fully understand people, like I said, and I need people to explain themselves. And so when people really open up and I feel I feel safe and I feel like they're safe and we're both trusting each other, everything kind of falls away. Like I say, everything becomes background noise or white noise and it's just me and the other person. And when it's me and the other person, magic happens. The things that things that otherwise couldn't happen happen. That's what I believe humanity really is. Is we we all have our kinks. Um, we all have our, our nuances that we that make us act in ways that we don't fully understand. But we have to kind of do something about it. Like when I smell vanilla, is I have to do something about it. I haven't. I, I lose control to the point where I have to actually center myself again to fully be able to experience. Oh man, that's pretty deep. Yeah. Um. I guess the question here is, is that do you see kink as foreplay for you or yeah. would you say that it's something more? Foreplay, I, 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 I say this, is that foreplay can last forever and sex lasts moments and you choose what you want as the experience. And for me, it's foreplay, like, which is why I enjoy doming, which is why I enjoy impact play, which is why I enjoy shibari, body art, photography. It's all about the ritualism of being in a space with someone and experiencing that connection, not necessarily the end result, which, dare I say it, vanilla people just always levitate towards. I'm looking at your Instagram and everything you've just spoken about, it just screams in 
the images that you post and your photography and things like that. Clearly, there's a you know there's a deep love for women. Yeah, if I can say, um, in your in your content, talk to me about that. Women to me are, are rather special. Um, I basically say that there wouldn't be humanity without women. I, I definitely believe that women should lead more and men should definitely serve more. And this is the, what I try to promote in my art. And especially when now that I'm doing kink and I've come out with a new mag with a magazine called Sanctuary, which is promoting BDSM education, kink fashion, anything to do with anything edgy that's kind of unspoken but is out there. Just interrupting with a post-production edit. Brian talks about what life was like at 18 and in the next couple of minutes just talks about a sexual assault or rape. So if you're uncomfortable with this, you can skip ahead two minutes. Just want to firstly just acknowledge and say thank you to Brian for the next part and his honesty. And we will put some information in the show notes um, with a little bit more information if this has impacted you or you'd like to discuss with a professional about this. Um, but here I am at 18 and I'm out in the world and I, I kind of off the rails a bit at that stage. So I'm still developing, I'm still finding myself and I am quite a kinky man and I am quite liberal with my sexuality. And I found myself at a party one night and ended up getting raped by two girls. During the course of this, I was unconscious, but I also woke up to a crowd of people watching it all. I I kind of wasn't, didn't make sense of what was going on at the time. You know, the next morning it was kind of, did that really actually happen? And as a result, I got told what happened. So how does that experience change who you are today? Um, from that period, I became a hermit and I didn't let anyone touch me for about 10 years. Wow. Including family. And it took me a long time to open up again and... I eventually uh, joined Freemasonry as a kind of, I need to give back. I got to about, I was like 28, 30, and I had to give back. And and also be, to, like I said, to become a community again, uh, to be part of a community again. And, and by doing that with Freemasonry, you have to shake hands. So you have to be touched. Like, and so this is what I found is that I found like I need to put myself into positions where I need to challenge myself as a person because A, I believe that I've got a lot to give back. I see the world very, very differently. And at, bearing in mind at this stage, I'm not diagnosed with autism. 28, 29 and still undiagnosed with autism. Yeah. It's interesting because I've got ADHD and I wasn't diagnosed until I was in my 40s. So that's perfectly normal. Um. Just on that, no, not on that, but how long have you been doing photography for? I've been doing photography my whole life. My dad was a photographer. I, he used to do film and um, he taught me film and then I taught him digital. Um, so I've been doing it my whole life. I come from a family of the two streets away from where I was born was MGM Studios in England, which is where all the original Star Warses were made. Right. Um, my gran was a tea lady who used to serve people like Dudley Moore and, you know, David Bowie. And I met Jim Henson when I was really young um, because all the Muppet Show was done there. Yeah, I, It's been my life. For the, like, And my whole my, my granddad was, um, on my mum's side, was a speedway driver and he was a stunt car. He was, in, he was a stunt man in the movies, like Great Escape. Um, he was a motorcycle guy. 
Now, is this a side hustle for you or you've been doing it part-time or full-time work? Yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm a full-time artist. A full-time artist. A full, I've done other bits and pieces. Photography is everything that I want in a job. Yeah. Um, and it literally changes my state of mind. I can be in the worst mood and then I pick up a camera and like 30 seconds later I'm totally different man and I, everything else disappears and that's why creating that connection with someone is is that important and so when it comes down to creating certain themes like kink themes is that it the, there's the extra level connection and it's been a dream of mine for a long time and now i'm living my dream well, we've all got to start somewhere with our passion so where was your first gig I used to work for state governments and doing well i started off doing flowers and landscapes when i got into my 30s i moved into portugal portraiture photography or people photography people. as i as i call it i hate the word portraiture and just went from there and i'm i now find everything else boring but so i guess taking photos of people's probably a little bit more engagement than uh, than that of a hill or a mountain or something yeah. like that um now i've only just met you today for the first time and i can see that the, the relationship that you i guess that you would have with someone that you're taking photos of you want a connection between you and that person so talk to me a little bit about that i call every person that i shoot with my muse whether they be male or female you're my muse so if i if i was to create art with you you would be my muse because you're my inspiration like i like for as much as there is no art without the artist there really isn't any inspiration without the muse so i can think about all the art that i want to create but it will never come out in the same way if i don't have someone um actually engaging with me to go to inspire me and we have that connection um you mentioned it's been a couple of years that you've been diagnosed with autism has that changed your i guess is are you medicated for it i'm prescribed on weed there isn't there isn't a huge amount of medication that can be taken um i don't I'm level two autistic and I'm particularly different. Well, everyone's different. My level of different is I I don't have common issues. My main issues is interpersonal. Right. So I really don't know facial expressions and and things like that, which... Sarcasm? Exactly. Yeah. I don't know if even if I'm good at sarcasm. Someone basically said, aren't you always sarcastic brian i was going i have no idea right <laughs> like colorblind you don't know it until exactly someone, someone exactly so so uh, so it, it is a bit of a minefield sometimes communicating with people in the sense that how does the weed help oh weed helps in um it helps regulate my mood it i forget to eat <laughs> so yeah. it makes me hungry um it helps me um with sleep it basically reg- regulates everything as it happens well this 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 is this is how it's happened is um so starting sanctuary um, I I have signed a whole bunch of models up, so I have a team of models, um, and uh, we create content through that uh, through that um, uh, the, through the team. Yep. Um, we as as far as me doing uh, commission work, I haven't done commission work for quite some time. Um, it's not saying I'm not up for it. Um, it's just uh, how the photo shoot would work is essentially just get in contact with me. Yeah. You know, like I, that's it. We we work through a theme. If you've got themes, we we make it work. I I'm I'm pretty much a. If you want something done, I can make it happen. Yeah. So most of your work comes out of the corporate world, where it's products and things like that. Yeah. So so at the moment, um, what I'm doing is dealing with fashion brands and and other, um, kind of kink companies, whether they be um toys or you know um, cock cages for chastity 
um, a whole bunch of different yeah. stuff, a whole bunch of rope companies and, and essentially um, – Now, that's been a great insight to learn a little bit about autism, also your love of photography and we're going to move on and I'm going to ask you to tell me about your magazine. Sanctuary Magazine is a magazine, but we do have a, a website attached and slowly building that website into be a performance piece for Shibari, BDSM education, um, teaching people how to be um, dons and subs. I've got a thing called the School of Sanctuary that's coming out soon, which is going to be a video series of teaching everything from impact play to uh, uh, how to create intimacy between couples by doing different things, uh, teaching people how to be a dom, how to be a sub, the whole gambit of of pretty much the rainbow of a uh, spectrum that is kink and kind of going through and just, just building a knowledge base and, and having it entertaining as well. Is it a print magazine or a oh, it PDF? Is, yeah, yep. yeah it's, it's, it's both. It's digital and print. I've done it in square format as well, so it's an Instagram format. It's not a typical A4 size. I'd like to do yep. things different. And it comes out really good. Like I had a photo shoot last night and – the, the model was so excited she bought her own copy and she bought it along and we were flipping through it together and, and yeah, the quality is really good and I'm super impressed with it. How often does the magazine come out? Uh, I'm trying to get it to come out once a month. Once a month is the plan. How many pages? Uh, just at the moment we're on about 150. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. We can get up to 384 with the binding. Yeah. <laughs> so, and that's my autism kicking in there. That is a, that's a lot of pages to do in a month. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Well, at the moment, I'm just doing. I'm doing all of it's my content as yeah. well. Um, I am. I am opening up to the rest of the world. I just wanted to get a few editions out, and then you know. So it's a global magazine. It's a global magazine for sure. And printed in Perth, and no, no, no. It's printed. Um, so it's a print on demand. Okay. Yep. So pretty much how most magazines are done these days: a print on demand. Now, my ignorance on print on demand mm. is that best for me to print at home. No, no, no. no, no. Or is it I go to Office Works? No, print on, print, on, print on demand is, is like, so MagCloud, for instance, is a, is a website yep. that is print on demand and that deals with about 80% of the magazines in, in the world and you go to their database and you can find everything from homes and gardens to, you know, every magazine yeah. on the planet and you go, I just want to buy that. Okay. And then they print it out. And they print it and send yep. it to you. Rather, Your play partners, male, female? All female. All female. Uh, all female. I'm 100% heterosexual. I, I'm androgynous. I don't identify with being a man um, because of lots of different things. I've always found that my androgyny, I'm quite feminine. I've grown up with women. I really like my feminine side. Um, I feel that it's as important to me as my male. And I mean, over the years, I've, I, as I've grown up, I've, I've essentially been ridiculed for not being manly enough, which has kind of pissed me off. So it's kind of like, okay, cool. Well, I'm not part of your group. I don't want to be part of your group. So I'm going to make my own fucking group. And so I, 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 I mean... I, I love compliment. If I see if I see a sexy hot man, I'm going to say you're a sexy hot man, and you'll know I mean it. <laughs> you know, I'm completely genuine with with my sensuality, my sexuality. I'm that's where, where it comes to when it comes to the androgyny of it. I can relate. No, I completely understand that. Um, now we, I want to move on to a, a subject that I am absolutely fucking useless at, but you're not. So I'm going to ask you, what did you, how did you get into shibari? Why I started doing shibari predominantly is for myself. So I do a lot of self-ties. And so for as much as people might see it as something sexual, I also see it as therapy. So, for instance, I used to do diamond harnesses just on my body and then put clothes underneath over the top and basically go walking around for the whole entire day. It's like having like this big hug. It's also a different level from being autistic is that I'm constantly being touched. So there's a difference between me having clothes on, which I've kind of... But having something like 
rope underneath. Depression. Yeah, that that I actually it's 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 a challenge. So it's 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 like a hug, but at the same time, it's it's weird. It's 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 a kink of mine. Now I'm looking at some of these photos from your magazine, and not only do they all look absolutely gorgeous. I'm looking at the shibari. Now, I follow a few people around Instagram, around Perth on Instagram that are amazing artists. I guess I'm going to ask you because, you know, you've been in around for a while. So who, who, do, you, who do you follow on Insta? So uh, there's, um, uh, there's a guy called Avalon who's over in Perth. Uh, uh, shibari, um, shibari Study. Yeah. Um, is is a brilliant source. Is probably my go to source for learning shibari. Yep. Um, uh, there's the Duchy as well. Who's who's on? Um, he's got a Patreon account, and I think he's in a few other places. But you go to the Um He does mannequin ties, but yep. he's really good at at teaching everyone. Um, shibari, shibari study is good for more of the kind of suspensions and. Um, performance pieces like predicaments and and when it comes to the more serious physical side of of, of being safe yeah and and actually having proper cons- what kind of clubs or venues can you go to or uh, the, in perth that, that uh, provide it i'm pretty sure um hitsumi do quite a lot of have done quite a lot of um uh, shibari performances yeah um there is uh it usually comes in um, the form of burlesque shows. Right. Is where I've seen most shibari and especially, you know, during Fringe World and things. But, yeah, shibari is, is very big in the burlesque. One night stands, casual don't, sex, no. Don't it's do all it. Don't do plant. it. You need another person. And more importantly, sex doesn't mean a huge amount to me. I like to please. So an encounter with someone, especially um, I, I have a I have a few clients that I dom for, like being a pro dom, and those don't involve sex. They they're just experiences that they want to get, that they want to keep private, and I do it well, so I do it. So on that, sorry, I'm going to go back in your wording. Pro dom, you you get paid as a dom. I get paid as a dom. As a dom, yes. I have I I've, I, I have. Yeah, three clients at the moment. Uh, I usually try not to have too many yep. um, because it just distracts away from the rest of my life. And, and, I, and when I engage in things like this, I, I engage everything fully. So what's it like being a pro-dom for the third? Yeah, I mean, it was, it was weird being offered money the first time because, you know, essentially the person that I was doing it with, we were friends. But it was like, I actually need you to do this. Like, I need this to be structured. I need this in a certain time, certain place. And I was going, oh, no, I can help you. And I was going, no, but I need to pay you for this. Yeah. Like, and, it, and that's the thing is, like, an exchange in money is actually a really good thing. It's not, it's not, a, it, that doesn't make it wrong. This is, this is really weird for me to actually say this out loud. Like, I, like, only recently have I actually come out and said, this is what I, this is something, one of the things that I, have, I do as a profession. And even saying it, as I'm saying it right now, I'm, I'm kind of going, should I actually be saying this? Like, I know this is the whole reason why I'm here to confess, yeah. <laughs> but, but at the same time, it's like, ooh. But then at the same time, I'm going, no, actually, no, I am really proud of the man that I am. I'm really proud of the service that I provide. I'm really good at it. The people that get it from me really enjoy it. Otherwise, they wouldn't. And right. I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm as good as a fucking Happy Meal. What's some of the experiences that have been challenging for you doing this kind of stuff? Um... Pretty much, it's getting it, it's communication is the big thing, yeah. Or getting it wrong is like people expect me to be this gruff, masculine, aggressive man, but 
I like to use my voice. I've got a really deep voice. Yeah. And I'm really good. I've done NLP, so neurolinguistic neuro programming. And so I, I know how to use my words. I know what words to use. I know how to create trigger points. I know how to create anchor points. And before you know it, you'll be doing what I ask because you want to do it. That's where it all comes down to is getting that, getting it into that point where you, you need someone to really open up or you need to find that rapport with someone. And that's what I find not necessarily challenging, but that's what I find um, enticing about doing it is that you actually get to learn particulars. You get to learn more and more about people. It's been a learning opportunity to learn really about someone who probably, as I edit this podcast, there'll be a lot of to do about being autistic. And I think there's a there's a part of this that we didn't realize, and that was what's it like to be an autistic person in an environment that is can be can be challenging. And how do you? There's a lot of us out there too. Yeah, how there's do a you lot of deal us with the, the obstacles? If I could say anything to the audience that's listening, is please don't be shy. If you want to come up and talk to me. Just come up and talk to me. If you want to ask me a question, I'm in a complete open book. Um, anything, anything. Yeah. Um, I, I really enjoy people and, and I really enjoy engagement. And if I can help. No, it's great. And I really appreciate it because it's just been an, an opportunity to, 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 for, you to, to, for me to hear your story. So hopefully with a bit of creative editing, I'll be able to make this sound um, and as enjoyable as it has been for, for me to, to sit here with you. So thank you for coming on. And to those that are listening, stay kinky.